Hey everyone, and welcome to episode four on What About Therapy. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum, and I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so today in this episode is a very special episode because I'm here with Austin Ivey. He's one of my great friends I've grown up with, and he and I are actually going into the same field. And so in this episode, he's going to talk about mindset. And so without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, so I'm here with the one and only Austin Ivy. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so to be totally frank and honest with you, we've been trying to set this up for the past like hour and a half. <laughs> and when we finally got it, as in like using two mics in the same room, just setting it up was a, just a, a mess. A little bit of a nightmare. But we got it and we're ready to go. And so... It's not really going to be a discussion. It's really just going to be Austin teaching us about the growth and the fixed mindset. And so I'll chime in here and there if I have some comments and whatnot. But yeah, take it away, Austin. Yeah, well, I guess a little introduction to me. I'm also a marriage and family therapy student. I'm currently attending BYU-Idaho on their online courses. I'm working through a marriage and family studies bachelor's degree and working Hopefully, after that, going to a graduate program at Utah Valley University, with where, the, where Enoch's going to school, Utah. to get a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world, Emily. She's great. And I'm, I work full-time, so I'm just a student learning, along with everyone else on this podcast, along with Enoch, just learning how to be a therapist, <laughs> how, to, how to handle these things that we call mental health. But uh, yeah, that's me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I... I, Austin and I grew up with each other. We played football. I first met him, was it sixth grade? That's when I started. Yeah, I started in fifth grade, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so in sixth grade, and then through junior high and high school, we've just been really good friends. Yeah. So. And our friends, our wives are good friends. They are kind of best friends, I guess, and then we're friends, so it kind of works out. Just yeah. kind of stuck together through the years, yeah. Yep, and so now we're stuck with each other. <laughs> Going in the same career. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So take it away. Yeah. I'm going to steal your fire. Oh, yeah, no problem. So growth and fixed mindset. There's these, this idea of a mindset and how it plays into our daily lives. And it's kind of pioneered by a professor, a psychologist named Carol Dweck. She wrote a book on it, and she's actually done a lot of studies and written many different books, talks about it a lot. It's her main claim to fame, I guess, this idea of mindset and how it plays into our, our everyday lives, our cognition, our behavior, and our general perception of the world. And so she has narrowed it down to these two different mindsets. There's the fixed and the growth. And to give both a brief definition, the a fixed mindset is the basic thought process that your abilities are limited. If you're not good at something, it's just because you were born that way. You're always going to be bad at it. I guess, for example, if you're bad at math, you're always going to be bad at math because you were born that way. And mm-hmm. Nothing you can do is going to change that. People have a, with a fixed mindset, they typically avoid anything they see as challenging or difficult tasks. They see obstacles as annoyances, they, and they seek out personal achievement or personal fulfillment through achievement. They focus on talent over effort and achievement over hard work. And then as an exact opposite of that, the growth mindset um, is this mindset, this personal belief system, and this basic cognition that every person has the ability to develop 
any talent or skill that they desire to. They understand that people with a growth mindset understand that everyone's born with their own unique abilities and talents and gifts, but that human potential is so unlimited that anyone can develop those skills and attributes at a certain level. Like not everyone's going to be able to be as fast as Usain Bolt in the in the hundred yard dash, but at least they can try to be better at it throughout their lives and work towards it. And they they relish in the idea of a challenge, growing and developing themselves. They an exact opposite of a fixed mindset, they find their personal fulfillment through hard work and the journey rather than the achievement. And they they seek out challenges, things that'll make them stronger and smarter through that that furnace of of challenge, I guess. Cool. So just just to chime in here real quick. Yeah. It's kind of like, if you guys have listened to my past episodes where we talk about cognitive distortions, I think a lot of the time in the fixed mindset, there's a lot of cognitive distortions, right? Like you're saying, like mm-hmm. saying I'm not good enough or if I fail, I'm a failure. You know, kind of like that all or nothing thinking or that labeling. And so I think what Austin is going to teach us more about with the growth mindset I think that's just another tool that we can use to overcome these cognitive distortions, you know, and kind of get out of that rut feeling like a failure, mm-hmm. you know, or feeling like I'm not good enough, things like that. But yeah. yeah, I guess right along with cognitive distortions, that that's all a fixed mindset is. Like if the common things that a person with a fixed mindset will say to themselves or think to themselves, you'll hear them say, or maybe people listening to this can kind of relate. They say, I'm just so dumb. I'm not smart. Um, I'm just not good at blank. That's too hard for me. It's just the way I am. That's a big one. They can just kind of accept their weaknesses or strengths is just the way that they are. Nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change that. And then on the opposite side, like the opposite of a cognitive distortion, I guess, is the growth mindset. They think to themselves, I can do anything I put my mind to. I'm not stupid. I just need to practice more. I need to try this a different way. And the really, the big one is I believe in myself or I believe in you, like talking about other people, having the growth mindset towards other people that knowing that ourselves and everyone else has this ability within themselves to grow and to become and to overcome challenge, I guess. And so you can kind of see them as optimists and fixed mindset is more of a pessimist, but I guess it's not that simple. It goes into a lot more than just seeing things positively versus seeing things negatively. And there's also a lot of other examples, a lot of like things you can look for in a fixed mindset. Someone with a fixed mindset will, they like to look for something or someone to blame in order to avoid accountability in a, in a moment. And that we can, I'll talk about that a little bit later and why that is like, it has a lot to do with protecting your ego and not wanting to look dumb or not wanting to look stupid. I'll get into that here in a second, why that is and how that plays in with a fixed mindset. And on the opposite side of that, the growth mindset, they, they take accountability as a part of their development. If they do, I guess, quote unquote, fail, if they do, if they don't succeed, succeed something, they'll, they'll own up to it. They'll take ownership of it. And they see that ownership of failure, as it were, as a part of their development, as a part of becoming a better person, a better and stronger person. And right along with that, they see failure, not as just a, a setback or an annoyance, they see as a tool for greater growth and development, a way to become better, like a stepping stool on the, the road to success rather than, I guess, oil on the stairs that make you fall down the stairs all the way back to the bottom because that's how the fixed mindsets see it. They see mm-hmm. failure as an annoyance, something to get depressed over, um, something to get anxious or an excuse to give up. That's another big thing that really makes me sad when it comes to people with a fixed mindset that is give up because of these, their, the way they look at things, their their perception of the world, because they, they see failure as a 
as a bad thing that it's an excuse to give up or a reason to give up or just kind of discourage them from continuing on, I guess. Hmm. Cool. So how does, I guess, how does one form like a fixed or growth mindset? You know, like, are Mm -hmm. we all like naturally a fixed, we have to learn how to grow Mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we? Yeah. No. Yeah. Dr. Dweck in her, in her book mindset, she talks a lot about that, how she believes in her studies and in her, in her throughout her life that she thinks everyone is born with a growth mindset hmm. and everyone has a certain level of that. And then just along the road, people, they, they change. There's, there's temperaments, there's birth order, there's abandonment issues. There's the way you were parented. There's so many things that play into it that just kind of change it over the, the course of your life. And so if someone has a fixed mindset, there's, there's an endless amount of things that, that play into that. And that's also important to remember that everyone has fixed mindsets about certain things. I like to think of myself as someone who has like a pretty good growth mindset, someone who likes to look at the good in things and find the positives and failure and stuff like that. But I have a very fixed mindset towards things like, like math. I, I hate math. There's certain subjects in school that I hate. There's, there's things that there's certain things I have a fixed mindset towards. And I think that's a thing, really important thing to remember that it's not like a black and white thing. We're all fixed towards some things. We all have growth mindsets towards other things. It's, there might be people out there that are all one way or all of, all fixed or all growth. That's, I think that's pretty rare because humans are a lot more complex than that. And but one thing to, just to kind of point out how a fixed mindset can be developed in a child is it plays a lot into how parents praise their children. And so this isn't just one reason that someone ends up with a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, but it's, it's a, it's a small portion of a larger picture of how this kind of starts. And it gives us a better idea of how the fixed mindset versus growth mindset sees the world and sees themselves. And so I guess I'll take an example of, I guess, going back to like schooling. Schooling is a really easy example because I'm learning this idea of fixed and growth mindset in a parenting class that I'm taking through school right now. And it's everything that we're learning about this growth and fixed mindset is in the scope of parenting and teaching children and raising children. And so it's easier for me to make this example. But I guess if you look at it as a child who comes home with, they come home from school with a report card and they're getting straight A's in class. And they, they give it to their parent wanting to get some type of recognition for it. And the way that a, a parent kind of develops a fixed mindset in their child is by praising the accomplishment or the talent or the natural ability. So, for example, that child brings home that a report card and gives it to him and says, Mom, look at this. Look, look how good I did. And the parent says, I'm so proud of you. You're such a good student. You're so intelligent. You're just so smart. You've always just been so smart. You're so far above everyone else. I'm so proud of you, which isn't a bad thing. It's good to point out children's natural abilities because we all have those and it's it can be a good self-esteem boost to, for a parent to look at a child and point out their their natural talents mm-hmm. what was that what that does to a child is their focus is now like their self-worth is all in their talents and their achievements and they their focus is on not protecting that ego or protecting that idea that they have these natural born talents and everything in their mindset surrounds that and I guess before I go on with that, just the opposite side, so we can see how a growth mindset can be, I guess, produced in a child's brain. Take the same situation, same straight A report card coming to the parent, and mom says, and she points out, "I'm so proud of you. You're doing so well in school, but I'm proud of you. The hard like this represents hard work. Like I'm, you've worked so hard. You stayed up late to do your homework. You stayed after school, making all the focus on the hard work rather than the achievement itself or the talent." Because now the child, their self-worth and their, their sense of self and their, their, I guess, their idea of their self-esteem and their, I guess their mindset is now in 
hard work. The, the focus in their lives is on the journey rather than the de destination. And they have a lot more control on the journey more than the destination. And this, this causes like a child to find their self-esteem and their sense of self through constant upward progression rather than constant achievement seeking or showing off your talents in a way. And this way they, they develop and grow more and they feel more fulfilled than a person with a fixed mindset because back of the fixed mindset of things, they, a person with a fixed mindset or a child speci specifically, they won't challenge themselves because if they fail in that challenge, they will, what if they fail, they'll, they'll lose that sense of, of that natural born talent. They'll kind of lose their sense of self. Let's say they get a B or a C in, in one of their classes. They're going to think to themselves, well, maybe I'm not smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm just dumb, kind of back to those cognitive distortions. If, yeah, it's kind of when, yeah. like, the, the I'm a loser comes in. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm like, I'm not winning all the time anymore. Like, I don't even, like, like my work's not even doing anything for me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think also it's, that can be super tricky, like, for the parent. Anyway, yeah. Because it can be so, I guess, I don't know, I think the natural thing when someone does something great is to praise that thing they just did, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Looking at, like, what they did to get there. And so I think that, and like Austin uh, mentioned earlier, he talked about how a growth, I guess a growth mindset parent to help their kid have a growth mindset kind of acknowledges the success, mm -hmm. but then points out what they did to get there. Yeah. And so I think there's a really good balance that there needs to be because obviously you can't just, you know, ignore the success that they mm -hmm. just did, you know, but also... Like you said, you can't ignore what they did to get there, you know, because then that would make them kind of form that fixed mindset. Yeah. And so there's just a, a fine balance that there needs to, they need to find. Yeah. I think it's, it's easy to, to think, well, if I want to develop a growth mindset in my child or in a, in a person around me, like let's say a spouse or a friend, I seem to focus everything on that hard work or the journey, but that's that's kind of taking light of the, the accomplishment itself. You want to praise the accomplishment without forgetting about the journey that got there because they're both equally important. But if you leave right. one or the other out, even if you leave the if you leave the success out of the like trying to you're trying to develop a growth mindset, but you leave out the achievement, that person and that child is going to leave thinking that achievement in and of itself doesn't matter. It's all about how hard you work, and then you can get into mm -hmm. this weird realm of of not really caring about the outcome of things. And that can be a weird, sketchy territory that you get into. And so, yeah, like you said, you need to find a balance of praising the achievement while focusing on the journey or the hard work or the dedication, the development and things like that. Otherwise, you're going to fall into a different path of of cognitive distortions and and like a different downfall rather than just that, that fixed mindset. You're going to go down a different path. So you do have to find that balance of, of the two. One thing I did want to point out, there's nothing wrong inherently with having a fixed mindset, I guess. Dr. Dweck makes it a point to say that a fixed mindset in and of itself isn't detrimental. It's not a bad thing if you have a fixed mindset. She gives the example of like a CEO of a company who's just really good at what they do. They're just the, the top dog. And that fixed mindset can cause a huge level of confidence in a person. If they know they're mm -hmm. good at something, like I'm, I've been born to do this, I've always been good at this. And I'm going to live my life to do this. this. is what I was born to do. And that's, that's a fixed mindset that you're just born to do this one thing. And that's an okay thing to do because that can give you a certain level of confidence in that thing. Whatever it is, it could be sports, a job, a career, a school subject. It doesn't matter. That level of confidence can be really beneficial to a person. 
And so it can be good to have a fixed mindset towards things. If you really find something that you're good at, a natural born talent, ability, something that you found yourself to just be a natural at. And if you focus on that and build that confidence level, that can be a good thing. But just like you said with that last thing with the balance, you need to find a balance within that as well. Because if you're challenged at that, if you find something that challenges you, let's say you're a like a, a pro basketball player and you feel like you've been born to do it and you're just really good at it. And someone comes along who's maybe a little bit better than you and they challenge that, that natural talent, that fixed mindset. It can go one of two ways. If you, if you really have a really bad fixed mindset and you get challenged, you could have those thoughts to give up those cognitive distortions. I'm a loser. Maybe I never was a really good basketball player and mm -hmm. I'm still, or I'm starting to, maybe it's time to give up because this is proof that I'm not good anymore. And then the other route where you kind of add in that growth mindset into the fixed mindset that you have, kind of sprinkling it on there, you can say, well, I've always been good at this, but maybe I need to work a little bit harder at this. And maybe I need to develop this talent a little bit more because I've gotten relaxed or this failure is proof that I need to work a little bit harder at this natural talent that I have. And so even with the two mindsets themselves, there's a, there's a middle ground that you can find. Right. If, if you're too growth mindset, you're going to be too optimistic about things and you're going to forget about your natural talents and things. But if you're too fixed, you're going to forget about the fact that you can develop, you can overcome failure, you can overcome challenges. And, and the giving up isn't always the answer when it comes to challenges or some type of obstacle. Yeah. And that reminds me of what David Burns talks about. He talks about a positive reframing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard that. It was my last episode, I yeah, think. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. The tools and overcoming negative thinking. The, I think it was the first tool or second, we talked about positive reframing, and that's where you look at the positive aspects of the negative thought. And so, like, let's see, like your, what's the example we used? Maybe the, the report card at the schooling, or maybe a, like a bad grade in school or something like that. Oh, I just, I just blinked. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So David Burns talks about he has, there's a magic button mm -hmm. where if you press this magic button, your, all your negative thoughts, everything that has to do with your negative thoughts, and even those good aspects will go away if you press that button. Mm -hmm. Or instead of having a button, you have a dial. And so you kind of dial it down to where that negative emotion like depression or anxiety doesn't like isn't affecting you in a negative way, but at the same time, you get to keep the positive aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And oh, so, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, so it's it's like the same thing, you know, kind of just dialing it down where if you do have a fixed mindset, that can't, it's not always a bad thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Even a lot of the times, it's not a bad thing. It can be beneficial to you, but just learning to kind of, again, the, just the balance, Yeah. you know, finding a balance with that fixed and growth mindset because you know the the fix can be a benefit yeah sometimes yeah that's one thing that I, I as i was studying this and i've learned a lot about this that you're not wrong for having a certain mindset like you're not better because you have a growth mindset and you're mm -hmm. not inferior because you you're you tend to have more of a fixed mindset and that's something that i've had to kind of get over myself that it's like it's okay to to feel certain feelings of like a fixed mindset it's okay you can use those to your advantage it's kind of like an aspect of acceptance and commitment therapy where you take these things that are bothering you or things that you see as a as a negative aspect of your life and you just kind of carry it with you. How can I use this to my advantage? How can I take this failure and just kind of bring it with me? How mm -hmm. can I take the, these thoughts that I have of 
of these cognitive distortions, these, these traits of a fixed mindset, how can I take these and mold them into a fixed mindset? How can I see mm-hmm. these, these things I see myself as not being good at and just how can I morph that? And that kind of goes into some of the, I'll talk here in a minute about how to grow a mindset, how to change that, I guess that baseline level of, of mindset. Cause everyone in the world has a different baseline level of their mindset. We're all on different right. levels of the spectrum. Not everyone's, there's going to be people that are more growth mindset or medium lower, and then kind of the same thing, low, medium and high on a, on a fixed mindset scale. And so, mm. and kind of going back earlier to what we talked about, you can, have a fixed mindset with sprinkles of growth mindset in there as well as having growth mindset with sprinkles of fixed mindset, because they're both kind of, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive, exclusive. They're not separate things. They can be joined together to be mutually beneficial. Yeah. Right. And there's just a little bit more of, of a benefit when it comes to a growth mindset. And Dr. Dweck talks about them in her book a little bit. And I have a little ex, just a little expert here. He says that, her research links the growth mindset with many with many benefits, including greater comfort with taking personal risks and striving for more stretching goals, a higher motivation, enhanced brain development across a wider range of tasks, higher range of tasks, lower stress, anxiety, and depression, better work relationships, and higher performance levels. And that plays a lot into the way you you see the world. If you see a world see the world through a fixed mindset where failure is the worst thing that could happen. Or kind of going back to the fixed mindset, how I talked about how it's all about protecting the ego. A person with a fixed mindset doesn't want to come off as stupid or like they don't know what they're doing. They don't want to lose the the idea that they're naturally talented at something. That It's all about protecting their ego. And so that putting that wall up around the ego and protecting it at all costs can be a very stressful thing. That's why people with fixed mindsets tend to be more anxious and depressed Hmm. Anxious because they're they're constantly worried about what other people are thinking of them, right? Thinking that they're dumb or they're coming off as stupid or so usually like that's what in- insecurity would come from. Then yeah, you know, just having a fixed mindset of like I don't know how would that how would that look like insecurity? It would be like I am blank. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> stupid. Like I'm I'm really bad yeah, at school. Or... I've never been good at school, and then that insecurity like will are people noticing that I'm stupid? Yeah. Like, yeah are exactly, people, yeah. Yeah. Are, how many people are like noticing that I don't raise my hand in class or make comments or I'm getting a bad grade or yeah. like when in class, when you grade each other's assignments and someone grades mine and they see that I'm not very smart at this, that builds a certain level of insecurity in a person and right, right, they're going to yeah. either give up or they're going to avoid. There's the, well, there's a, there's a few other options, but mainly the two with the person with a fixed mindset when it comes to those obstacles or those, when those things attack them, like that ego attack, they're going to give up. So that way they can avoid further feelings of feeling stupid or that attack on their ego, or they're going to avoid challenges. So that ego isn't challenged. Hmm. It's all about protecting their sense of self and not accepting the fact that everyone fails. And that's kind of the growth mindset is they accept that everyone fails and that everyone has these problems and that they can use those problems to their benefit. Right. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, a little bit better into that. But that's why you see, like, that's Dr. Dweck found that there's a high link of depression and anxiety in her research was specifically with high school kids that those kids with higher levels of fixed mindset that kind of ranked higher on her little scale that she had. They also had the higher levels of depression, anxiety, just because they're, they're so constantly worried 
like the anxious part, they're worried that they have to protect this mindset and then depression part of it. When they don't protect that ego, when they do fall into that, Oh, I'm stupid. I failed at this thing. It falls in, it causes them to fall into a depression. Right. Right. And that's of course, depression and anxiety is a whole other ballpark of things, but that's how the, the mindset plays into those things, how it can contribute to an already high level of anxiety. If you're a person with a high level of anxiety thrown a fixed mindset, it's going to, it's really going to throw a wrench into things. And so I think a person with a high level, high baseline level of anxiety, maybe with an anxiety disorder or something like major depressive disorder, a fixed mindset can be really detrimental to a person like that. And it's, it'd be pretty imperative for them to try to develop a growth mindset in order to not get into depressive episodes or mm-hmm. panic attacks, things like that, to be able to accept the fact that failure is an opportunity. Like all the aspects of a growth mindset can really help a person with anxiety and depression to to not make that already baseline level worse. Right. So that's that's another thing that she really went into specifically with high school students, but it's applicable to anyone with an anxiety disorder. Trying to develop a growth mindset can really raise that baseline level. To it's always going to be there. Anxiety always going to be there, especially if it's a if it's a psychological disorder, like you've been diagnosed with an actual disorder, like a chemical imbalance, but trying to develop a growth mindset can raise that baseline and cause you to see the world a little more positively. Cool. And, uh, so if, yeah. if any one of you, any of you men and women, boys and girls out there that are listening, if you think or you know you have a fixed mindset, I guess what are some ways, you know, for those people out there that struggle with fixed mindset mm-hmm. or struggle with depression, they struggle with anxiety, especially high school kids like mm-hmm. I don't, that's the age group i my mind automatically goes to and i think of people struggling with uh, like insecurities mm-hmm. depression anxiety i don't know if that's because we're like closer to that age yeah. you know we're not we're kind of closer to high school age kids yeah only a few years like out of high school middle yeah. age adults you know but like what would you say to them like how they can get out of that rut get out of that fixed mindset mm-hmm. and kind of start growing a growth mindset yeah for sure i think the first thing would be that you have to have the desire for it and there's some people that are comfortable in their fixed mindset and going back to what we talked about earlier that's an okay thing to have as long as you're confident in it and you don't let challenges and failure totally destroy your life so for the people that are really seeking help or wanting to fix their mindset into more of a growth mindset i would say there's there's definitely ways to do it and i i found like dr dweck gives some some pretty basic I guess, advice of how to do it. I, I chose, there was a list of about 25 and I chose 10 things that that could really help a person who is struggling with that fixed mindset and it feels like they're really weighing down on them. They're keeping them from challenging themselves or trying new things or they feel like they're always failing at things. For me, these 10 things are the things that I do to try to help, the, the things that spoke to me the most cool. to help develop a growth mindset. The first one mm-hmm. is acknowledge and embrace your imperfections. Just knowing that, accepting the fact that Everyone has those imperfections, even though it might seem that everyone else around you is perfect, especially on social media, kind of going back to those high school kids. You, you mm-hmm. might look at other people and say they haven't, they haven't made, they haven't figured out, but everyone has imperfections. We just like to hide it. And right. one, one thing that I like to think of is how do you think they look at you? Do they think they, do you, they, do they look at you and think the same exact thing? Oh man, their life is so perfect and yeah. you know that it's not. And so just embracing it, acknowledging it, saying, just kind of saying to yourself, I know that I'm not good at this thing. And that's okay. I'm going to embrace that and we're going to work towards something better. So a lot like acceptance and commitment therapy. Oh yeah. The huge aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're also going to talk about in future episodes 
is ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. The more I'm learning about Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, the more I'm I'm just loving it. Mm. You know, and That's I think great. Austin feels the same oh, way. Oh, yeah, definitely. We have ber- both learned a good amount of, of CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, of what... That's kind of what I've been talking about the last couple episodes. But ACT, it just it speaks to me in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, and that's awesome. So anyways, so yeah. kind of side note, but we'll get, yeah. and we'll get into that in future episodes. Oh yeah. It's the total premise of that first, um, ad, like bit of advice is acknowledging and embracing your imperfections. That's like the, that's the, the core of, of acceptance and commitment therapy is acknowledging these mistakes and it's kind of moving on with them, bringing them with you. That's the first step that you could take to, to grow your mindset. The second one that Dr. Dwight gives is to view challenges as opportunities rather as, as annoyances or obstacles is, Look for ways that this challenge has made you a better person, or that's going to mm-hmm. make you grow. Just it, it can be hard to do that, and it can be kind of annoying to do that. But it, it's really beneficial to find the good in situations to to view challenges as opportunities. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't know about you. I I think it's kind of funny, but like I don't know if any of you have ever like been around someone who's always so positive, you know, <laughs> and like they make a mistake, they're like, oh rats i'll just get it next time you're like what's wrong like, with you <laughs> what, what are you what drug are you what on? Are you, yeah. what are you doing you know like and then you like i don't know about like me anyway i make one mistake some days and i just get livid ticked mm-hmm. you know like oh, yeah i'm just done like this is stupid i can't do this and then again there's just that pot those positive people oh man you'll get them next time and you're like <laughs> shut up just like, be quiet. <laughs> don't talk to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally just a, and like you said, we all have that um, fixed mindset tendencies. Mm-hmm. Everyone has it. You know? yeah. 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 We all have, it doesn't mean you have a fixed mindset. It's just, just kind of the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, as we have different tendencies that we kind of tend to go to. And that's one of them for me. And anyway, yeah. when people are like, Oh, you'll just get it next time. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it can be hard because when the, a failure is presented to you or something bad happens, I mean, the, the first psychological reactance is to kind of get mad over it or to mm-hmm. react over it. And so it's changing that reaction into an action. Like, how do I take this failure and use it to my benefit and like kind of take it rather than avoiding it in yeah. a way? And so it, yeah. it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of mental energy. And it can be kind of annoying because within your own brain, you're, there's the positive side of your brain that's like, oh, that's okay. But then the negative side of your brain's like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah. this sucks. I'm not going to find the positive of this. This just sucks. And so it's going to be an internal battle. But as you practice mindfulness and you, you try to notice those negative thoughts and switch them, it's going to become easier and easier. It's like creating a, it's like walking down a, like a path of, of like grass. The more you walk through this, this grass, it's going to get beaten down a little bit more. It's going to be mm-hmm. easier to walk through. It's going to get turned into a path and then eventually there's like cement on it and you kind of, it's just an easier path to walk. And so the more you walk that path of positivity, the easier it's going to be to go that as your first reaction. So it's going to take a lot of work, but in the long run, it's really going to be beneficial to your, to your overall level, level of well-being. And so it does suck and it's not the easiest <laughs> thing to do, but it's, yeah. it can be really beneficial for a person to see those challenges or failures as opportunities. Yeah. And I mean, when that path is beaten down at, creates more opportunity for people to follow in your footsteps, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. To, yeah. To bring people along with you. It can be very, um, a positive person can be very influential and kind of contagious. It yeah, can be annoying, but sure. if it gets to a point where it's a good level of positivity and, mm-hmm. and helpfulness, it can be contagious and really motivating. Yeah. And so like once that path is beaten down, you laid the cement, it's, there's a handrail there and yeah. it, uh, it can be really easy for you, of course. But yeah, like you said, it can 
blaze that path for other people to follow in your footsteps and see, yeah, oh, it, it is totally. possible to think this way. Yeah. So yeah, and then the, the third one, it's pretty basic. Try different learning tactics and it's avoid repetition and stuff like that because it's easy to fall into monotony and when you fall into monotony, it's easy to to not see failure. To not, to, it's, it's easy to fall into a fixed mindset because you're so fixed on something doing the same thing over and over again. It just mm-hmm. makes sense. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, learning tactics or... It can it can just easily breed a fixed mindset because that's the one way to do it. It works for you, so you have to kind of get out of your comfort zone and try new things, try different learning tactics. So this is specifically for school people who have a fixed mindset towards school or other aspects of learning in your life, maybe a job like learning how to do a new job. Get different learning tactics, try different opinions, get other people's viewpoint on things. That way you can get a full picture and see things differently rather than just one fixed pathway. The, uh, the fourth one is replace the word failure with the word learning in your vocabulary. So that's a hard thing mm. to do. But yeah. it, again, it goes back to the way your brain sees things, kind of the CBT aspect of, of growing your mindset. You want to look at failure as an opportunity. You want, to, you want to literally change that failure into a learning opportunity by using the language, the proper mm. language. And so mm-hmm. when you see something or something, you fail at something, uh, you want to, in your mind, I... I learned this thing instead of I failed at this thing. Yeah. And they can it can totally change the way your brain feels about that thing. And it right. changes the total like outlook on it, your mindset. And so, because our brains are very um, susceptible to self-talk. And so if we if we change the word learning to change the word failure to learning, our brains are going to pick up on that. And we're going to start to literally change the way we see things. Yeah. And so for, for a growth mindset, failure is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? You just always learning, always growing, hence growth mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. you're always like, you don't fail. Like it's not a really, it's not in their vocabulary to fail. They, they don't achieve what they want on either the first, second, third, you know, 100th time, you name it, but they, they keep trying. Yeah. I think that's, that is really hard. It's a hard one. It's extremely hard. Yeah. But I've seen as I've tried to practice that over time, that it does become easier, you know, when you're, you tend to become more patient with yourself, more loving to yourself because mm. you, that kind of gets rid of that, the labeling like, oh, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, you know? It yeah. gets rid of that to where you're saying I'm growing, I'm a learner. Is that a word? Learner? Learner, yeah. I'm a learner. <laughs> I have the ability to do this thing. Like, I'm capable yeah. of this. Yeah. 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 Changes your total outlook on it. Totally. And yeah, it could be difficult to see failure as a success or like a learning opportunity. I think it was Thomas Edison describing like the process of inventing the light bulb. He mm-hmm. said that it wasn't a, a process of... So he says that it's not a, it wasn't a process of 10,000 failures. It was a process of 10,000 steps. And so kind of, I don't know, it's, it's the process of changing your mindset towards from failure to steps like seeing your failures as benefits to you and as, as steps you along your journey to help you develop into a different a better person cool the next the biggest one especially for fixed mindset is to stop seeking approval and that's that that's the big aspect of fixed mindset seeking that approval protecting that ego um, you need to find a sense of, of approval within yourself like as long as you are happy with your out with the with the result or the outcome then that's all you need you need to focus that I don't know that sense of, of self-esteem, that self, that self-worth, needs to come internal before you start seeking external. If it's external, 
if you get it externally and then feel it internally, that's that's going to be really detrimental for a person and their self-esteem can be a lot lower. And so if that first initial feeling of self-worth comes from within and then it can be okay to get it externally, but you need to have a sense of self-worth within. And so you need to stop seeking approval and um, making that a center point of your life. Number six is to value the process over the end result or just really finding joy in the journey. Uh, that's gonna, that can be really hard for a person with a fixed mindset to because the journey can be kind of annoying and monotonous and, I don't know, overall just hard to deal with. And it's the opposite for a growth mindset. That's what they enjoy is the journey, the, the process, the development. And so for a person with a fixed mindset, I would say look for things to be grateful for, look for things that you like along the journey. If the journey is learning how to how to play a new sport or to learn a new or to get into a new subject in school, you have to find for things that you can enjoy along the way is to find pro joy in the process and look for things to be grateful for in the process. And that can just be a general life thing. Always looking for joy in the journey rather than just the destination or the achievement. Cause... Yeah. And I think that can also be really hard for, especially those who struggle with like, whether that be a physical, like, Oh man, what's the word? Like if they're physically crippled, mm -hmm. you know, or if they, have depression, if they have anxiety, then someone says, just find the joy in the journey, man. Mm -hmm. And they're like, dude, they're pretty arrogant. my journey <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Like I'm sad all the time or I'm anxious all the time. Or if like you're, you're missing an appendage, you know, like a leg or an arm yeah. or, or both. Or like, like a serious mental health issue. Like yeah. bipolar, depression, serious anxiety. Someone coming at you like that, that can just be, yeah, it'd be it annoying. Be like, yeah really tick you off you oh know? yeah dude my journey sucks and you're telling me to oh find the joy mm -hmm. like and, and so it's just learning to just be patient you know especially yeah. people that say people that tell you to go find the joy they don't you know a lot of the times they don't know what you're going through mm -hmm. you know and so just be patient with yourself if you're not having a great time or it's hard for you to see the I guess the joy in your journey, then I'd even recommend doing, having a gratitude journal. Mm. You know, I think that's, that's a great way to, to really recognize just things that you're grateful for throughout your day. Mm. And as you write them down, what's cool is that as you go on and continue to write in your gratitude journal, you, you'll be looking for those things more, you know, or if you know that you're going to be writing in your journal that night, or the next morning, you'll be making sure to look for things that you're grateful for in your journey. And things might things might surprise you, mm -hmm. you know, and what, what brings you joy and what, I guess, what you're grateful for. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, uh, we, we listen, me and Enoch both listen to a, a podcast called The Virtual Couch by Tony Overbay. He's a... Shout out to Tony Overbay. Hero. <laughs> right there. He's, he's awesome. He's part of the reason why I want to stay in this field. But he talks about gratitude as a as one of the main ways you can find joy in your life and overcome anxiety because it just reminds when you have a gratitude journal like that, he talks a lot about that in a lot of his podcasts and he's a huge advocate for gratitude and gratitude journals. And, and even Dr. Dweck talks about this as well in her book that when you start to find things that you're grateful for, you'll be reminded that life isn't so bad and the world isn't against you. And there's still things to be happy for in life despite failures and despite the things you're not so good at. There's still things that you are good at. There's, there's reasons to be happy in life despite how yeah. hard things are. Yeah. And so it can be hard. It's just like everything else on this list. It takes a huge commitment and to get off the, the well-worn path of a fixed mindset onto a new beaten path 
that has weeds and thorns and prickly. Those one thing stickers. Stickers, yeah. There's stickers. stickers. There's big rocks. There's there's the probably goat heads. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably snakes. And like on this path, it's it can be it can be scary and it, it can be hard and just seems like it's not worth it because there's this path here that's it's got a handrail. It's it's freshly paved. There's no cracks in it. I'm just gonna go down that path. And just like every single suggestion on this list, it's going to take a little bit of effort to just get off that path. And the more you beat that path, the easier over time it's going to become. Mm -hmm. So value the end journey, like find joy in the journey. And it can be hard, but just like Enix said, keeping a gratitude journal, that can be the best way to start to find joy in your journey in your everyday life. Enjoying the process is gratitude. It's the easiest way. And it's honestly the most effective way. Gratitude has a very positive effect on the human mind. And, you know, some therapists say, oh, I would never prescribe gratitude journals. Like, they just don't believe in it. And, like, that's that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You don't have to, you know, believe in it. If the gratitude journal doesn't work for you, then that's okay. Yeah, everyone's different. You know, different. Yeah, yeah, everyone's different. But I've personally seen the gratitude journal be a really effective thing for me, especially when I'm, like, having a bad day or if I'm feeling more depressed than usual, you know, if, if an event whatever triggered me and I'm now sad. The gratitude journal has been something that has really helped me a lot to see that there are actually a lot of things, whether that be in my day or in my week, that are actually really good and that I am grateful for and that tends to change my change my mood, change my attitude, you know, helps Absolutely. me to become a happy person. Yeah, and it plays really well into the next suggestion of cultivating a sense of purpose. Gratitude can really give you a lot of purpose in your life. Noticing that there's things in life worth living, there's things in my life that I'm really I really like that it's it makes my life good. It can cultivate a sense of purpose, and so I think the gratitude and looking for the good and finding the joy in the journey with gratitude it can cultivate that sense of purpose that people need yeah. to get out of a rut to, to yeah. or to change their mindset and to get into a different path. Another really good way to kind of get outside of yourself, get outside of that fixed mindset, because a fixed mindset can be very almost selfish in a way because it's all, it's all about your ego and it's okay to be that way because that's like right in front of you. It's like a big monster in front of you. This this ego and these things you want to, you want to uphold is to, the suggestion is to celebrate the growth of others and to turn outward and celebrate their growth, point out in a growth, in a growth mindset way, point out their success, their achievements, the things that you're proud of them, pointing out their talents, pointing out their abilities, celebrating their hard work and their dedication by growing that mindset in them that be, that makes you a more positive person. It really helps you cultivate. Well, if they can do that, then I can do that. Mm -hmm. Like point it out in other people, points it out to yourself that it yeah. is possible. Like it, it's possible for people to grow. So looking for it, looking, I guess looking for growth in others really points it out to your own brain that it is possible to grow. It's you're not fixed. Things people can change and develop skills. And then the last suggestion they'll go over is I see really helps myself is to reward actions over traits putting the, the focus on development over achievement, effort over talent. Just again, it's a it's a mindset change. It's a co it's a cognitive, actual physical choice. I'm gonna think this way, I'm gonna put my my thoughts on this effort rather than the achievement. I'm not gonna focus on the talent. I'm gonna not as focus focus on it as much. I'm gonna rely more on my hard work rather than my talent. So that when the, when the talent falters a little bit, you always have hard work to fall back on is because hard work is always a constant and sometimes talent isn't. Achievement isn't going to be a constant, but dedication is. You control your level of dedication and hard work. You can't control your level of talent or natural ability. And so you got to focus on what you can control 
and that's hard work, that's dedication. And that's that kind of wraps up the best ways to grow a mindset. It's a long list of things, and there's the list had 15 other options, but um, it really like comes down to choices, choosing to see things differently, and getting out of that that rut, that that beaten path, or uh, that paved path onto a less beaten path, the road less traveled by in your brain. If you're focused more on a fixed mindset, and that's that your your beaten path is a is a fixed mindset, it's going to take some effort, but that's what's going to, if you really want to change your fixed mindset, if you feel like it's really being detrimental to you, it comes down to making that choice. Everything is a choice. We'll have that ability to choose to, to get off that path. And it, in the end of the day, it'll really help you be less depressed, less anxious, and more motivation, like more self-motivation. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, Austin. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. So that was amazing. <laughs> this episode is going to be a bit longer than usual, which is fine. I mean, I think it's fun. Yeah. I love it. You know, I mean, fast. the whole point of this <laughs> podcast is just to, again, find the joy in the journey, you yeah. know, like. We're both learning and growing yeah, yeah. in this realm of therapy and mental yeah. health. And we're learning new things every day. And we're both just students learning these things. And, yeah. And I think, yeah. I think what's, one thing that's really cool about Austin is he's just so passionate about it. And I know that. You know, you should have been able to tell throughout this whole episode. You know, he's really passionate about, especially mindset. You know, I think that was really cool. It's really cool just to see just how passionate he is and about how, yeah, just passionate, how, just how passionate he is in the field. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. It's cool. Yeah, I'm passionate yeah. about. Like, yeah. Mental health. <laughs> mental yeah. health. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, please go ahead and hit subscribe or follow whatever um, platform you're listening on. And then the thing that helps the podcast the most is leaving a rating and review. So we're able to reach as many people as we possibly can. Because at the end of the day, that's really you know, what this podcast is about. It's about helping people, reaching as many people as you possibly can. And especially you know, people that could benefit from this episode if they have a a fixed mindset, you know, and they want to learn how to have a growth mindset. So send this episode to them if you know of anyone that can benefit from it who would love to hear Austin's sweet, beautiful voice. Yeah, just go ahead and share this with them. And we'll, we're probably going to be doing this more. Hopefully. Right? I'd love to be back. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I think as so. As much as I can. Yeah, I think it's fun. I yeah. think it's fun to have multiple people here instead of just my lonesome here by myself <laughs> give me some company i'd love to give you yeah, some company yeah. anytime any day but all right so that wraps up for this episode i will see you all in austin we'll probably see you all here in the future maybe hopefully next week we'll see how things go but we'll see you then Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. That's how I'll be able to reach and help as many people as I possibly can. And if you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any other one of my episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when my future episodes come out. Thank you all so much for your support, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.